the sea creatures are much greener at the bottom of the lake. Jack wants to use their time machine, but that is a big mistake. Dangerous things await him right here on the ocean floor. But is this the ticket back home that Jack has been looking for? Things get wet and wild this week on Gotta Recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Got to recap the number one podcast on the internet uh, that recaps Samurai Jack and was made in the year 2021. Are those enough qualifiers? Hell yeah, baby. (laughs) I'm going to take it. Uh, Yeah, we are back for episode nine. Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, what's going on? Not much. I'm just chilling, recording a podcast with my bro. Uh, weird. I'm doing the same thing. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Looking forward to the rest of this. Uh, good, good episode. Good, good stuff to talk about here. Um, before we get into that, uh, did we get any emails this week? We did. We got an email. Uh, so rather than our usual bullshit, we're going to read that. Uh, (laughs) This is still, I think this still qualifies as bullshit. (laughs) Probably. Uh, who sent this email into us? Uh, this was, uh, Cody who wrote in before and told us about, um, what was it? It was PETA, the, the one I thought PETA was something oh, yes. or other. Max yes. Keeble's big move. Um, yes, Cody's yes. doing the Lord's work out here. Thanks. Thanks for the email, Cody. Uh, so a little bit of a, a, a beforehand. Last week, we briefly mentioned uh, uh, the hypothetical fight between Jack and Goku and who would win. Uh, and we tried to or you tried to avoid it. I wanted to talk about it. But apparently <laughs> one of our emailers also wanted to talk about it. There's so, no avoiding it. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, so the email reads, there's no argument here. Goku would obviously win. Jack's got style, but I mean, come on now. However, once Goku finishes kicking Jack's ass, they become good friends. Goku <laughs> teaches Jack all of the Saiyan ways. This results in Jack becoming more powerful than ever before, and the power goes to his head and Jack becomes evil. Jack mm. takes over, essentially, Aku's whole agenda. Goku mm. hears about this, goes to fight the Saiyan Jack once more, and now who will win? So we've got a whole fan fiction here where Jack becomes evil, I guess, uh, and has some Saiyan powers, but it would probably be more like Krillin, Krillin levels of power because he's still a human. Yeah, that's that's true. And and if if we're talking Goku v Krillin, I feel like we've seen that play out many times. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have a bit of a problem with the assertion that Jack would let the power go to his head, although, you know, he does definitely have some. Uh, sort of frustration issues that he's he's played out the last couple episodes. So maybe, yeah, maybe with all that power, it would corrupt him. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll 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 play along a little bit. I but I think ultimately, yeah, the question here is uh, Saiyan Jack versus Saiyan Goku. Um, isn't Saiyan Jack just Trunks? I guess it would be. Yeah, with the sword and everything. Um, I, th- I I feel yeah. like we we already have this. Uh, yeah, but I think when Trunks and Goku fight, Trunks actually is able to hold his own exactly. pretty easily. But Trunks is also a Saiyan already. So he doesn't have the like going from human to trying to take on a mm. Saiyan. That's fair. Um, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also, like you said, I, I take a bit of issue with the premise that Jack <laughs> would, <laughs> would take okay. over Aku's job. Uh, but let's go with it. Say he does. Uh, I think Goku would still win pretty handily. <sighs> Maybe it would take I, like 20 episodes. I, the problem is, is that G- Goku uh, does regularly get his ass kicked, but mm. he he has enough support from his dumbass friends like Krillin <laughs> uh, and fucking Yamcha. Uh, you know, like if, if those guys aren't around to like pull off some crazy like distraction stunt that's going to allow Goku to get in the, the finishing blow. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. Jack it's might close. be a little too focused for Goku. I don't know though. I think I think Goku still could could pull it off. Um, also, I'm pretty sure like a, a big thing about the Saiyans is if they're beaten, they actually get stronger. It's like the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. But like, right? Actually, 
That's so, true. So even if he got like beat down a couple times, I think he would probably still be able to pull it off. Um, All right. Well, you, I, you're taking a much firmer stance here than I am. I'm, I'm having... I'm having trouble because I, now that's all that's in my mind is Goku v Trunks one v one. Ah oh, man, I think I gotta. I think I gotta go with Goku. Yeah. Well, doesn't Goku stop Trunks' sword at one point with like two fingers? Isn't he just like boop? Like <laughs> just stop <laughs> the thing. That sounds right. Um, fucking Goku is just the luckiest man <laughs> in the world. He dies like every every arc. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. Nope. But he can only come back one more time this time, we swear. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh, but I, I think so. We're both in agreement here that we, we think Goku would probably pull it off. It's close. I, 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 I would be willing to stand corrected here and see Saiyan Jack win this fight. But mm-hmm. um, I, I will lean with Goku, but not sort of betting the house on it. Mm-hmm. How about this? Let's take this fan fiction a little bit further to its logical extreme. They fight Please. for a while. Uh, Aku or not Aku. Sorry. Jack uh, kind of sees the errors of his ways like he did in Mad Jack. Uh, and then as that happens, some greater cosmic being like Broly or something crashes down to Earth. And Jack and in, in, I keep saying Aku, Jack and uh, Goku have to uh, band together to fight this this super threat. Oh, man, I can't. Can you um, draw that out for the remainder of our episodes uh, podcast art? Can you just do your, <laughs> just a one panel comic every week? <laughs> yeah, your deviant art renditions of Saiyan Jack and Goku on their adventures to save the universe. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe I'll have that as like a little secret bonus thing people can find. This is a million million dollar idea, uh, tsunami. If you want to sort of get on this bandwagon, <laughs> we're kind of really capturing your entire audience here. So. Hit us up at at gotarecap at gmail.com and we will uh, get our lawyers to talk to your lawyers. Yeah, have Tom give me a call. We'll figure it out. Uh, thanks for the email, Cody. I hope that you got everything you wanted out of that discussion. Uh, but the discussion continues here because we are going to start the recap for episode nine. Yeah, let's go. Watch it. Episode nine of Samurai Jack titled Jack Under the Sea. <laughs> uh, finally, Under the Sea. Yeah. Um, so- September third, two thousand one. So, you know, yeah, I've I've given up on making any logical sense of the the dates. Uh, yeah, I've I've also given up on that too. Um, so the episode opens up, and uh, we are seeing like this this large shipping port mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of some yucky city. Uh, yeah, this large shipping port with like these huge cranes and structures uh, kind of looming over it. Um, the water looks really dirty and and sludgy it's like markedly different from the the water that we've seen in other episodes of jack like sitting under waterfalls in the middle of the forest uh, yeah this is, <laughs> yeah for this sure is gross stuff it's a pretty high contrast to a lot of what we've seen um yeah. for openings especially right um yeah we we kind of focus on this for a little bit and we actually get like a little two second shot of of jack in the distance sailing in on like a little sailboat you could barely even see him mm-hmm. um but yeah, he's there for like a frame. Um, and then it cuts to uh, this dive bar uh, sort of above the the seaport. Um, and it's kind of an interesting scene in here. Uh, there's like a bunch of rough looking aliens um, and a few of them stand out. There's there's two aliens that are arm wrestling at one of the tables. Um, but even better, behind the scene, there are two human sailors like yeah. dressed up in <laughs> sailor suits that are just fist fighting. Yeah, and they're both doing, like, the fighting Irish stance. Yeah. It's pretty classy. Yeah, it's, you know, typical sailor stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the, the the other the other noteworthy character is this old pink lady alien who's serving the drinks to the patrons of this, this dive bar. She's quite the looker. <laughs> yeah, um, she's got, like, real long fake lashes on. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she smokes five packs a day. Exactly. Um, she's great. Uh, but we we pan across the bar here, and it pans over to this table where there's an old fisherman who's wearing like one of those yellow fisherman raincoats. Yeah, yeah. He's got a big pipe. Yeah, um, pretty much exactly what you would think from any story about fishermen. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's telling a story to the people sitting at this table, and he's telling a, the the tale of a creature he calls the the Triceraquin. And as he's telling this, that. <laughs> 
old lady walks over and interrupts his story and says, who ordered the green tea? <laughs> uh, which is our our which is our indicator to uh, see that Jack is actually sitting at the table listening to this. this yeah, we're actually story. we're listening to the story through Jack's eyes. It seems like because his hand comes up in front of the camera, like we're right. in first person. Right, pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, Jack is listening to this man tell the the story of the the Triceraquin creature, um, and he says that he had caught one, um, and it's kind of cool because as he's telling the story, it's kind of intercut with shots of Jack uh, on this little sailboat um, sailing out into the ocean, um, which it seems like he's sailing out there for like several days and nights, like it pans from nighttime to daytime. And he's, he's just constantly going out and out into the middle of the ocean. Yeah. It's a really cool scene the way that they're intercutting his like traveling and like different, different issues he's facing on the boat with the the fisherman telling the story of like these right. same issues that he's going to see. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. He's like giving Jack the warning and Jack's living out like that same experience. But the, yeah, the, the fisherman says that he, he did catch one of these these Triceraquin creatures, but he says he let it go. And uh, all the other patrons like already don't believe his story. Yeah, like they're all crazy old about man. <laughs> they yeah. all groan. We see what looks like a, a sake decanter. Yep. Yeah, they're they're not having it, but he, he continues on. Um, and he says that he 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 let it go because the, the Triceraquin actually told him about a city that exists at the bottom of the ocean called Oceanus. Yeah. Um, and and he says that they have a time machine in the city. So Jack's attention is peaked. Yeah, uh, he's in. You had me at time machine. He's on board, uh, which is a, a very soft boat pun. Hey. Um, Kind of like the dive bar pun earlier that I wanted to point out, but didn't. You know what? And I'm glad that I didn't point it out because then I would have felt like almost as much as a fool as I just did when I, I made a joke about uh, whatever I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Jack is definitely interested in a time machine. Seems like that uniquely fits his needs. Yeah, it's right um, up his alley. <laughs> yeah. So we, we see him sailing out into the ocean still, and um, he's actually... Uh, there's, he's like in the middle of a storm, um, and his, his tiny ship is crashing up against these huge waves and a gigantic wave kind of towers over him and crashes down on him and completely wipes out the boat and like sends him flying into the water. Um, which if you remember correctly, you know, in episode one, in our little training montage, he did spend some time with some Vikings learning how to, uh, sail over gigantic waves. So you know, maybe he didn't take that training super seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually did think about that when when he, he capsized. <laughs> like, oh, it didn't really pay off for him, huh? You and me are the, the kind of hyper specific dorks that would both think like, <laughs> well, he did the training. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> this is unrealistic for the character that we've been set up with. I'm sure everyone else is just as bothered by it as you and me are, <laughs> uh, which is fair, I think. Um but yeah, Jack is in, in the waters. His ship has kind of crashed um, and the the mast of the ship snaps and hits him right on the head and like knocks him out cold. And that's how Jack dies. And that's the end <laughs> of the show. Fucker, you stole it from me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I wanted this one. <laughs> that's okay. I'll, I'm sure I'll find another opportunity. How did it feel to do the bit? Oh, really good. It felt really good. Feels good, right? And it sounded great coming out of your mouth. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, it's a good, it's a good experience from both sides. Um, <laughs> it really doesn't yeah. ever get old. No, never, and it never will, and it will never end. Uh, yeah. So Jack, he's he's knocked out by this mast, and he starts sinking down. He's like drowning and and sort of falling into the depths when he gets swallowed by a big fish, mm -hmm. um, Super Mario sixty four style. Yeah, mm -hmm. spooky. That that fish scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then playing it now, it's funny because it's literally wearing sunglasses. Yeah, it's not really that scary. <laughs> it's not, it's scary not as scary as the one from uh, Banjo-Kazooie. I think it was a, a shark fish. in that one. Mm -hmm. That was spooky. And then there was one in, in Jack and Daxter as well. That was the, mm -hmm. the lurker fish it was pretty spooky. Okay. Well, at least we can all agree that Super Mario 64 is the best of those three games that we just mentioned. Oh, I completely disagree, but let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. Uh, we've had this discussion before. We'll save it. We'll save it for our Super Mario 64 podcast. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, Jack, he, he gets swallowed up by this big fish, and it kind of cuts to black for a second. And then um, uh, Jack wakes up. We see, like, his eyes open up. Um, and his vision is full of these, like, schools of fish that are, like, swimming by him. And there's, like, sharks and stuff like that, like, floating around him. Um, and he kind of sits up, and he's startled. And we realize that he is riding uh, on the inside of this giant fish that swallowed him, that's got like a perfectly translucent body. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of like riding around in it, and he tries to pierce it with his sword. He tries to pierce through the body, and it, it won't cut through. Um, Which is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. would have drowned if he did. Yeah, yeah. U- ultimately, that was yeah a good good fail safe they put in the the fish technology. <laughs> Yeah, he, he tries to cut through and he can't, so he gets a little frustrated. But then um, he takes a minute and, like, kind of takes in his surroundings, and then he gets, like, a smile on his face. Because um, it's actually this really cool scenario that he finds himself in, just, like, riding through the depths of the ocean in this, this clear fish. And then, like, some cool music kind of kicks in in the background. Um, this whole episode is just, like, one long vibe like it's it's such a like cool vibe this this whole entire thing like yeah the imagery of all these fish swimming around and like even the colors of the the scenes the way they light them up and yeah all of like the kind of like low fi chill beats to study to <laughs> to, to um, slayaku too <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it's a cool episode um, yeah it's 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 very pretty and you have to imagine it's very exciting for jack because it's not like he's ever been to an aquarium or anything like that no, they didn't have them back then. Yeah, so this is like his first time seeing a lot of these fish. I think I did react the same way when I went to an aquarium for the first time as a kid because I got swallowed by a giant fish. Um, <laughs> but I I loved it. Um, we'll talk about that later. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's they're kind of like swimming around for a bit. Um, he sees all these creatures. There's like jellyfish and manta rays and like squids and other kind of weird looking alien fish. Um, it's all pretty cool. Um, they they swim for a while and they start to approach in the distance. We can actually see these giant orbs that are connected to the ocean floor by like these like vines or plants or something, kind of like holding them up like these big long structures. Um, and Jack Jack gasps because he realizes that he's he's reached the hidden city that he had heard about from that fisherman. And yeah, he's he's kind of in awe for a minute. And they the fish kind of swims through like around these giant orbs um and it it actually swims all the way past the city like it doesn't stop it just keeps going and jack kind of freaks out for a minute he's like wait turn back he runs up to the front of the fish body and steps on a little control node that is like like attached to the fish's brain it's like a nerve or something it's all fleshy it's kind of gross actually it's disgusting and i wonder if it hurts the fish i mean it does make a little cry but maybe like it's a little pleasure cry like it likes that (laughs) yeah i don't know it's a nasty fish (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure they don't really get too far into that um it's weird anyway but he yeah he realizes he can control a fish so he kind of steers it back towards the city and it approaches like this slimy looking tube that's connected to one of the orbs and it sucks off Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sucks Jack like right out of the fish, right into this orb in like a big watery mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack gets to his feet and then sort of slowly starts to stealth around, uh, like kind of sneaking around all these corners. Um, it's great because his feet make like these little wet, squishy noises. Like yeah. if your sneakers got wet. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that like rubber, like wet rubber on a uh, tile. Yeah. yeah. Which is f- funny because, you know, Jack's sandals look like they're made of wood. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's got the new Nike sandals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lucky him. I've been trying to buy those on that sneakers app. No, no <laughs> dice. Um, but yeah, he's he's like walking around kind of stealthily. Um, there's this cool shot of him from outside in the water, like the cameras in the water looking at him walking backwards through like this clear tube. Um, like it's Metroid or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but he accidentally kind of backs his way into this chamber. Um, and as he does that, the doors close behind him in this chamber. Um, it fills all the way up with water and uh, Jack drowns and dies. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> How did it feel? Yes. 
<laughs> How many can we get in one episode? <laughs> you won't. You will not take my bit. I only have so many bits. That's not true. I got way too many. We got to start thinning out the the bit bucket. We got to prune the bits. <laughs> uh, there's only more bits to come. <laughs> um. Yeah. It it fills up with water. Um, and then starts like carrying him through this network of tubes. Yeah, like a pneumatic um, tube. Right, tube technology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it carries him uh, all the way to another orb uh, in the city. Um, and as he reaches it, the the door opens and all the water pours out. And Jack's kind of like in this big wet heap on the floor. Um, and he looks up. And when he looks up, he sees these tall, gangly, green aliens yeah they they look like the sea monkeys on like the those sea monkey containers like the little they got like the little crowns yeah almost exactly the same design you're exactly right they're like yeah these tall green dudes with like gangly arms and legs uh attached to like a perfectly circular torso um and they've uh yeah got like three pronged trident heads just like those sea monkeys do on the box um they're they're pretty ridiculous, uh, but they they look at him and then they smile at him, and uh, one of them reaches out to help him up, uh, which is great because when his hand grabs Jack hand, it also makes a wet squishy noise. Yeah, there's a lot of gross squishy noises. <laughs> there's there's a lot of gooshing in this episode, <laughs> as there should be when Jack goes under does he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he he starts to speak to Jack, um, and he says, you know, don't worry, uh, we we won't hurt you. It's cool because they he speaks with like this like interesting like multi layered voice like several voices kind of like stacked on top of each other. Yeah, there's like a high pitched one you can kind of hear behind his regular voice. They've all got British accents too. Yeah, they've all got different like UK accents. Like one one of them's basically the Beatles. <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you can see the inspiration. Um, yeah, they they've all got very great stereotypical accents. Um, but yeah, he, he asks Jack his name and it actually looks like Jack kind of hesitates before saying that his name is Jack, um, which is interesting. Um, but he introduces himself and they say, uh, well, welcome to Oceanus. And then we got a great panning shot, like out into the ocean of more of these orbs and like this great big underwater city. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Jack's like taking it all in. He's like amazed by what he's seeing. Um, they start to like give him a tour, like they're kind of walking around. Um, they have this very silly walk where their knees like step very high up into the air. Um, like you made a spore character and it didn't quite rig it properly. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're very goofy. But uh, yeah, the 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 creature introduces himself as the Triceraquins um, and they uh, say to Jack, they invite him to a feast uh, they take him into like a banquet hall and on this giant table is just this humongous spread of sushi and Jack, like his eyes light up. He yeah. is in heaven. Yep. Um, uh, he actually proclaims sushi. Sushi. <laughs> yeah. He's stoked for sushi. Um, and there's like a lot of regular looking sushi on this table, but there's also a whole squid with four eyes, which looks disgusting. And I really <laughs> hope he didn't eat it. I bet he would have gone for it. Yeah. Oh, he was he totally really putting would've. that stuff away. Yeah, he just houses some sushi for a while. He's like completely taking out like these disgusting looking <laughs> prawns and like octopuses and stuff. It's it's horrific. The Triceraquins actually look kind of disgusted with him, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a filthy pig with no manners. <laughs> yeah, he just completely devours all of this disgusting looking stuff. Although I love sushi and I never really get the chance to eat it kind of where we live. There's not really a lot of good sushi around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll find I'll find a place and then I'll recommend it to you and we'll have a little sushi date. Yeah, there's a little one right down the street from where I work. And oh I like to God. go to uh, there's a, a meat market down the street, too. And they've usually got some fresh sushi, but I'm not very adventurous. I, I usually go for like tuna or California rolls. I would do I would be willing to try pretty much anything. But yeah, definitely. Um, One of these days we'll we'll make a sushi journey. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, uh, he he eats for a while and um, they they toast to Jack and actually say that he's the very first visitor that they've ever had, which is 
understandable. It looks like it takes a lot to get here. Of course, it wasn't always like this. We were once a very social race. Our people lived on the surface of the ocean and traded with the locals of the mainland. That was, of course, before he came and banished us to the bottom of the sea. I've got kind of a theory about that. Um, since they all have British accents and they say that it happened when Aku like came to power and they say centuries ago, uh, are we to uh, assume that this is is Britain and they've been sunk to the bottom of the sea and turned into these sea monkey people? Um, I would like to see a mock up of Queen Elizabeth II as a Triceraquin <laughs> if anyone is feeling brave enough to do so. Yeah, you can um, email us or just add us on Instagram. Yeah, we'll take a look. That is an interesting theory. You might be onto something. But yeah, they they ask Jack why he has arrived. Um, and he thinks we can see he's thinking about Aku, um, you know, sending him into the future during their initial battle. Before he even starts to explain it, we actually see that the Tricer the Triceraquins are kind of like staring at each other, giving each other like suspicious glances. Yeah, they look um, kind of impatient too, like waiting for Jack to tell them what's going on. Right. They're extremely impatient because he starts to explain. And before he can even say why he's really there, they blurt out like, oh, yeah, the time machine. Yeah. They already knew that's exactly what he was going to say. Get on with it. Yeah. Um, they they say, yeah, we, we have a time machine. We built a time machine. Um, you can totally use it. Jack's like, cool. Like, let's go do that. And they're like, well, let's finish dinner uh, and then we'll rest up for a little bit. And then, you know, we'll let you go use the time machine after we prepare the details yes what <laughs> details we'll find out soon after the break um now we we cut to uh jack he is riding in another one of these fishes um through the ocean um and there's two of those triceraquins with him um they enter like this this reef like this coral reef um and in the middle of it there's this big orange orb and they approach it and uh the fish spits jack into the orb in another gross exchange spits him right into the orb and uh from the outside we can see the triceraquins um kind of like instructing jack what to do um they've got like these control panels with a bunch of buttons on them um and they're telling jack to like place his hands and feet on these little glowing pads that are inside of the orb um they're they're very chill about it everyone's very calm and jack's you know definitely he's got a big smile on his face he's, he's ready to go yeah this is it. He's going to go home. Yeah. His quest has finally come to an end. Um, but yeah. He he does exactly as they instruct, and they look kind of nervous for a minute. Uh, and then one of them uh, looks very stern and just silently nods his head. Uh, and they push a button on one of these control panels, and the orb sprouts like these these suckers that like trap Jack's arms and legs, and he's completely uh, immobilized. Yeah. And these weird fleshy bindings. It's really gross. It's all gross and squishy. Uh, yeah, this is a squishy episode to be sure. Maybe the squishiest. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Squishiest so far, at least. Yeah, Jack kind of struggles for a minute. Uh, and he asks them, you know, like, why did you do this? Uh, and from the shadows, uh, sort of beyond them, we see that same fisherman who had been talking to him at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, this bit's great. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he like appears from the shadows. Um, and he says... He's like, oh, you thought you were going to go back through our time machine? Back back to the past? Samurai Jack? <laughs> he's like kind of giving him a hard time. But when he's explaining this, it looks like the fisherman that we saw. But he's got <laughs> yeah. these big frog legs sticking out from either side of him. <laughs> Jack totally didn't notice that at the bar at all. <laughs> yeah. I guess it must have been extremely well hidden under the table. But he he's had got, his yeah, legs he's, just like fully. He was like sitting on the ground with his legs <laughs> all the way under the table. <laughs> must have been a very uncomfortable squat. But, you know, you got to do it to keep up the ruse. Um, yeah, He's got these big frog legs and he stands up and removes the fisherman disguise. And he's just another one of the Triceraquins. And he says to Jack, you know, did you think this was your way out? Then he says, no, my friend, you're our way out. And they they all kind of look a little guilty about what they've done. Um, one of them says, you know, sometimes the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And they all kind of like solemnly nod their heads at that. 
Um, yeah, they they look extremely sorry for what they've they've done to Jack here. Yeah, but uh, of course, uh, we know what's coming next because beyond them, we can see this black bubbling pool on the the ocean floor. So naturally, what happens next is Aku bursts from it in the way Aku does. Yeah, he looks almost like a, a giant centipede that just shoots up out of this. It, it yeah. looks like a pit to me, kind of almost. Yeah, he he bursts out from this pit and uh, is towering above Jack. Um, and it fades to commercial. And when it fades back, yeah, he's still kind of towering over him, like smirking down at him, like so happy that he was able to trick him in this way. Um, and and Jack starts to plead with the Triceraquins to uh, let him go. And they like don't even really seem to consider it, but definitely like feel really bad about what's going on here. They're all like frowning very much. Um, but not Aku. You know, Aku loves it. He, he loves this situation. Yeah, he's having a great much. time right now. Yeah, he's he's loving life. And uh, Jack just says, you know, well, why? You know, why did you do this? And uh, Aku's like, yeah, go ahead, tell him why. <laughs> tell him, and, tell him. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. <laughs> kind of nudging them a little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Aku is like so happy about this uh he, they they explained to jack well you know it was either us or you so you know we had to we had to make this move and jack's like no you totally didn't like you cannot trust aku at all he's he's trying to kind of convince them to change their minds and aku just says enough um he picks up the orb that jack's in uh and he he says to jack goodbye old friend and with one sharp little aku fingertip he punctures this tiny little hole in the orb. Uh, so it starts to slowly fill up with a stream of water. Yeah, he's got a real flair for the dramatics. Yeah, he totally could have probably just crushed this orb and had been done with it. But that's not the Aku style. Um, <laughs> no, no pit of hate for Jack, too. No, nope. this is this we're, is the end. We're past that. <laughs> yeah, please. He had his chance. Um, Yeah, it starts to slowly fill up with water. Um, and as this is happening, uh, the Triceraquins say to Aku, uh, you know, well, we fulfilled our end of the bargain here. We now ask that you fulfill mine. Yes. Yes, the obligation, of course. Yes. Well, it seems that I've changed my mind. Pathetic city will remain sunken, isolated from the world for as long as I see fit. <laughs> One of them goes, That wasn't the deal. And Aku goes, I've altered the deal. <laughs> the terms have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Aku's in control of the situation here. They, they should have never trusted him, just as Jack said, um, and just laughs at them. Um, yeah, he just starts cackling. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an asshole. Uh, I love him. Yeah, he's he's deliciously evil in this scene. And uh, they they realize that they've been betrayed by Aku. Um, so they start to put a battle plan into action. Um, and they pressed like these little buttons that are on their suits. Um, and like radar beams, like sonars start to fly out of their points on their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not, yeah, at first I'm not really sure what they're trying to do, but then we could see that they're signaling to these other Triceraquin like fighters, uh, from off in the distance that are, uh, swimming towards battle. There's like two big swarms of them swimming towards Aku. They're carrying these fish spear guns. They're like, they are fish, but they have spears <laughs> in their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Their weaponry is, is great. Um, and Aku, you know, obviously not really going to be any match for Aku. Uh, and he just laughs at them and calls them fools, as Aku will do. Yeah, that's his favorite thing to say. <laughs> uh, he loves it. Um, you have to wonder, you know, he's so entertained by this this feeble attack by the Triceraquins. You have to wonder, like, in the thousands of years since he banished Jack to the future, how often does this scenario happen where like someone tries to fight back and he gets to do like a little useless battle against them that will be over in two seconds probably all the time i would say he loves it yeah, yeah he he thinks it's great um but yeah he, he he like sinks into the floor um and this this won't be a real battle for for anyone 
Um, but he starts to, um, we can see out of the ocean floor, like these, these tentacles, like these black tentacles start to like creep slowly up from the bottom. Um, which, you know, once the tentacles get involved, this is very much my shit. Um, <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I wish it was going where I wanted it to. Um, yeah, the, these tentacles come up and uh, grab some of the triceraquins and like toss them aside. Um, it's it's no battle at all. Um, while this is happening, we can see Jack's orb is like almost full of water. It's it's still filling up very slowly. Um, then it cuts back to the battle and there's more of these fighters that are riding on the backs of these like giant fish and they've got like guns that are firing bullets that are made of like cartoon fish bones. Like when you would see a cat, like dip a whole fish in its mouth <laughs> yeah, and pull yeah. out just the skeleton. Um, they're basically firing those at Aku, <laughs> which is kind of messed up. Cause they're firing all oh, these, well, these guns aren't fish, right? These are like actual, these are like guns that are firing. That's where, right. Whereas the other ones were fish that were firing. Spears. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a little less messed up than a fish that fired more fish bones. <laughs> You got to wonder, yeah, where they, they draw the line on turning fish into weapons. Um, I th- I say go for it. Yeah. You know? Plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was bad. Um, yeah, they're, they're firing at him. Uh, and Aku, again, just like sinks into the ocean floor. Uh, and they're kind of like searching around for a minute. And then <laughs> from in front of them, Aku pops out of the floor and he's turned himself into a giant manta ray uh, and just yells boo yeah. and they scream. <laughs> he's got a big stupid face <laughs> like the uh, like the scorpion face. His face is so stupid. He's like got this dumb grin. Uh, I love all of his animal transformations. He's like so grotesque, but also like adorable in yeah. every single one of them. Yeah, they're always so funny. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um yeah, but he's turned himself into like a manta ray and he starts shooting out like these energy waves um, that are defeating these these hordes of the, the fish. Um, but also kind of we can see them like severing the the vines and structures that are holding the orbs of this sunken city. Um, it sort of starts to like sever them and they start to float up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they kind of don't even really notice that. Um, and then another fleet of these Triceraquin soldiers approach. Um, they're riding inside of these gigantic like puffer fish and they, they slowly drift towards Aku uh, and they like explode in like these big blasts of spikes. Um, and then it's a great shot of like these spikes flying straight into Aku's face. And he's got this gigantic, big, dumb smile on his face as they approach. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. <laughs> He's having such a great time right now. Yeah, this is like his dream is this scenario. And yeah, he looks like such a buffoon as these spikes <laughs> approach his big dumb face. Um, they just blast him in the face. He gets hit with like a billion of these spikes and and there's a big dust cloud. Uh, but he doesn't even flinch as they hit him. And then he just laughs at them. And he has a great line where he says to them, can you not see Aku is beyond destruction? Um, <laughs> which is great. Mako is great. Um, but he, he starts to transform again. Uh, and there's actually a moment like he kind of like sucks up all of his appendages into his body. And, uh, we can see them like slowly kind of merging into himself. And there's, there's one moment where (laughs) Aku is just a perfect round circle with his face. (laughs) Yeah. It's an Aku basketball. Um, it's a it's very funny and would make like a perfect uh, Twitter avatar. So maybe maybe I'll take that up after the show. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He it, it, it looks very funny, but then we could see out of this this orb like um, a bunch of tentacles again, more tentacles. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm back on board. Um, <laughs> Lost me for a second there though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all these tentacles start to come out, and he's turning himself into an octopus. Um, which is, you know, reminiscent because he did kind of become an octopus creature in episode one, but this one is much more aquatic. Yeah, yeah, a more traditional kind of octopus. But we get during this transformation, we get a great scene of his face spreading out <laughs> across the the body of it. Yeah, yeah, just slowly morphing into another <laughs> dumb octopus face. <laughs> his eyes getting further apart and his mouth kind of <laughs> like sticking to them. 
Yeah. <laughs> and anytime he talks in octopus form, yeah, his his giant circle mouth just like widely opening and shutting. <laughs> um, there's something about it that like just makes him like even if he was saying something very evil, it just makes me be like, oh, yeah, he's not he's not like super menacing. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not even sure he's trying to be. I think he's just trying to get like a rise out of everyone. Like, hey, look at me now. Yeah, isn't he's this, having a good isn't time. This foolish. <laughs> yeah, he's having a good time. We're having a good time. Um, he grabs all of these blowfish with his his big octopus arms and starts squeezing them. Uh, they make like dog toy noises as they, mm-hmm. they squeeze. Um, and he he tosses them around, like tosses them out of battle. Um, and some of them like start again landing into those orbs and like kind of destroy a few of them, but also like sever some more of them. So they start to slowly like float up out of the out of the way. Um, but we can see him like kind of starting to ransack the city in the background. Uh, and as this is happening, um, we cut back to Jack in that orb, and it has now completely filled with water. Um, and Aku kind of takes a break from the destruction and says to Jack, "Oh, you know, accept your fate." And and Jack says never and he says it really clearly for someone who's drowning yeah who's completely submerged yeah not sure where where he picked up that skill but um aku you know kind of laughs at jack's defiance here um and the the triceroquins as this is happening you know they they actually uh had been thinking you know what are we going to do and they say oh well what about jack jack can help us um and and as aku is laughing at, at jack drowning in this orb uh a giant fish one of these fish swims into the scene and, and snatches him directly from the orb and they they speed away with jack and the fish mm-hmm. and the triceroquins want to run they just want to escape uh, and take their chances uh but jack wants to fight he says no turn around like we we have to end this fight now uh and they all think he's lost his mind they think he's crazy because aku is clearly way too powerful yeah that's a fair assumption on their part everything we've seen here i can i can understand why they feel that way um but jack is like pleading with them um he has a very over-the-top line where he says with my father's sword and the might of righteousness he says (laughs) i have the power of god and anime on my side (laughs) on on his side (laughs) he sounds yeah very braggadocious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and he says, yeah, he, he says that they'll be able to, he'll be able to free all of them. Uh, and, and Aku there's, they're swimming away from Aku, but Aku is now kind of chasing them as a big, stupid octopus. Um, and Jack is starting to get desperate, uh, for them to, to trust him, to let them save him. Uh, and he says, uh, I beg of you to trust me. And they, they kind of look a little sad and then he really twists the knife and says, as I once trusted you. Yeah, that hits them right in the feels. They get like teary eyed. They feel extremely guilty. And like, yeah, that was the final push that they needed to be like, oh, man, we really got to do whatever this guy says. <laughs> yeah, but they they turn the fish around um, and now they are charging straight towards Aku. Um, Aku opens up his big, stupid octopus, octopus mouth. Uh, and is like going to swallow them as they approach. Uh, and they get closer and closer, and then uh, they eject Jack. Uh, they basically blast him straight th- out of the fish's mouth. Yeah, like a torpedo. Uh, yeah, a Jack Pedo. Um, he he f- like flies straight at Aku with a sword uh, held out in front of him and pierces right through. Uh, Aku goes straight into his mouth and pierces right out the backside of him. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, popping the the Aku balloon here, uh, and Aku screams in pain. Um, and <laughs> it actually cuts away to like them kind of like briefly like celebrating and being happy about this blow, and then it cuts back to Aku who says, "You know, well, this fight is not over, but now he's turned into like this giant amorphous blob." Yeah. He's like, he's still got some of the tentacles, but he looks like he's leaking and he's like covered in this like electric, like static that's like going all over him. Yeah. Um, he looks disgusting. This, this blow has really done a number on him. Um, but yeah, he says, you know, this, this fight is not over, uh, and kind of disappears. And, uh, after this, it cuts to the very next scene is we see all of those orbs that had been separated. Uh, they, they rise to the surface of the water, um, and, and kind of splash up. And there's like a beautiful sunset in the background um, with the sun shining down on these orbs, which, yeah, have now resurfaced again. 
Um, one of the Triceraquins who sounds just like Sean Connery says, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, their accents are great. Um, but they they are like so happy to be on on back on the surface and, and free of Aku. But then they get like another very sad look on their faces. They spend most of this episode just looking really sad. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're having a big pity party here. Yeah, uh, they deserve to feel bad, though. They did, they did a bad thing and they should feel bad. Mm hmm. Agreed. Jack, there's something... I, the way we betrayed you... It is unforgivable. I, I understand. Aku's deceit runs deep. Even a good heart can be tainted in the hands of Aku. Don't, don't even sweat it. Yeah, don't uh, even trip, dog. Yeah, don't, don't even worry about it. I, I got you. Um... And he says to them, you know, there there never was a time machine, was there? And they kind of just go like, ooh, boy. <laughs> um, and of course, and Jack says, you know, well, my my quest continues. Yeah, that um, classic Samurai Jack line. <laughs> um, and before Jack leaves, though, uh, they say to Jack, you know, well, is there you've helped us here. You know, is there anything else that we can do for you? And then he gets another big smile on his face and he goes, hmm, let me think <laughs> yeah, he, about it. It's like this impish look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, well, I can think of one thing. Um, and of course, <laughs> the very next scene, he's like walking through the woods and his tummy rumbles, but he's got a big smile on his face. Uh, he's carrying a big sack on his back and he throws it onto the ground and it's full of all this disgusting looking nasty sushi, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which he then starts to devour in the same exact fashion that he is. A gluttonous man. <laughs> yeah, he really loves sushi, which is the first time we've heard of it, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, makes, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, he's full of sushi and full of sin. Um, <laughs> it's horrifying. But yeah, the, the closing shots. Yeah. Yeah, these these woods kind of look like the woods from the last episode, actually. Uh, yeah. So when I saw this, I was wondering if like maybe it was intended that this episode would come before that one and kind of lead mm. directly into it. Thought That's I might possible. just be looking deeper into it than they intended. There's a lot of similar looking foresty areas that we've seen here so far. Um, so we can we'll make a lot of good fan theories. Um, but especially the one with uh, Queen Elizabeth on the bottom of the ocean floor. I think that one's pretty sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm I'm for that one. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced you can't convince me otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, the closing shots of this episode are Jack just. Yeah, digging through this giant pile of sushi, and he's got a big smile on his face. Uh, and yeah, that that is how the episode ends. Watch out! Yeah, so this episode, um, uh, so thankful to have the return of Aku in like a really big way. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is maybe the most Aku screen time that we've had since episode one. Yeah, um, uh, not counting when he was disguised as a lady. Right. Right. This is the most pure Aku. And any moment that we get to spend with him is a moment very, very well spent. Oh, yeah. This was a very fun episode, I think, overall. Uh, I never uh, I don't think there was any like time in the episode where I was like, all right, let's get on with it. I was having a great time throughout. Yeah. I um, mean, even there are like a lot of kind of slow moments with Jack, you know, just kind of exploring this underwater area. Um, but like the vibe and it like the just the overall feel like it's very just a very cool, chill episode that was like probably very fun for them to make. Like, let's just make a cool set piece of Jack under the sea and uh, <laughs> swimming around. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just a cool episode. Um, and and yeah, great to have Aku and these. I actually really did like the Triceraquins as characters um, in a way sort of more so than I've liked some of the other weird alien races that we've come across so far. Um, especially the Critchelites who suck ass. <laughs> yeah, um, they're definitely better than the Critchelites. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of cool characters, and uh, I love how guilty they look the entire episode. Those <laughs> idiots—they should have never done it, but they, you know, ultimately they got their way. So uh, I guess good on them. Um, but yeah, good good episode all around. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, agreed. Um, and another. Well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say another one of those episodes where we get to finally or we knock off another one of the shots of the opening credits sequence. Um, but I'm not sure that it is because in the opening credits, we see Jack swimming through like a big fish skele skeleton. Yeah, well, the 
the, the fish skeleton is uh, actually in the episode, but Jack doesn't swim through it uh, mm-hmm. while he's riding the fish early on and like taking in all the nature shots. We do see a fish swimming through a big skeleton. Okay. So maybe they just made two different shots of that and used one in the actual episode. Yeah. Um, or maybe it'll come back again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we will be treated in one of these upcoming episodes to Jack's actually swimming through a fish skeleton. Uh, time will tell. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, big thumbs up. Uh, and yeah, we we are now fast approaching the end of the season. Um, uh, lots of good episodes to come. Uh, and uh, until then... Uh, you know, please continue uh, following along with us. Um, we've we've had a great time with everyone on social media uh, at Godery Cap. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, and and again, you know, definitely reach out to us at GodaryCap at gmail dot com. Um, we have lots of hypothetical uh, Jack versus another fic- fictional character <laughs> scenarios to play through. Yep. Um, so pretty much any one of them you want to send our way. Uh, we will entertain it with as as much time as it deserves. Yeah, send us your send us your fan fiction. <laughs> we love it. Yep, send us your sexiest Samurai Jack fan fiction. Uh, tent- tentacles preferred, <laughs> um, and we will yeah really kind of give that uh, a lot of uh, th- that'll get a lot of mileage out of uh, <laughs> out of me especially. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, but thanks 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 again for listening and 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 if you could. You know, just take a second out of your day to uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, that would be a humongous help for us, and we would appreciate it very, very much. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, tell tell everyone. Tell your grandmother. Um, she'll love it. Mm-hmm. Especially the bit with the tentacles. Especially the bit with the tentacles. You know what? Tell my grandmother, because she'll love to hear me talking about the tentacles. She won't know what that means. <laughs> um but yeah, that that is going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 10. What? Double digits, baby. Can you even believe it? Oh, That's man. Crazy. Hardly. I know. <laughs> yeah. Episode 10 next week. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been real fun. We're going to we're going to keep this this jack train rolling, baby. Oh, yeah. We're almost a, a fifth of the way through. That's right. We got a, we got a long way to go. Uh, but the, the it's it's about the journey, not mm-hmm. not the destination. Yeah, the real treasure is the friends we make along the way. Love was the answer to uh, Jack's quest uh, back home. It was always love all along. Yep. Um, so uh, we're going to fall in love here uh, with Samurai Jack. <laughs> so we hope you will too. And uh, uh, Brendan, thanks, thanks, thanks for being with me here, bud. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll catch everybody next week. Uh, thanks again. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.